Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Financial Dads Podcast. My name is Paul Fagan, and I'm here with Jody Fisher. Hey, Jody. Good morning. Good morning, Paul. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, Hopefully, this is our first of what we hope will be many future podcasts. Uh, In short, this podcast is for all the dads out there who struggle with life's topics as they are related to family and finances. Uh, Our hope is that we can provide our thoughts, our successes, and mistakes and share them with all of you. Um, Anything to add, Jody? Mistakes? How much time do you got? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. So now that we've gotten the hellos out of the way, we can start talking a little bit about our background. So my name is Paul. Uh, I'm married with two kids, a normal middle-class guy. I like to think of myself as a normal middle-class guy uh, living in the suburbs of New York. I guess depending on where you sit in the country, some people might consider me beyond middle class, but I could tell you with a surety that I consider myself dead in the middle. Um, and and, and uh, so I have my house, I have my beautiful wife, my two children, a job in the city, uh, my, my nine to five or nine to seven gig, whatever you want to call it, uh, going back and forth on the train um, and just kind of getting through life, right? Uh, any, everything from uh, braces to mortgages to car payments to owning cars to saving for college, life insurance, all those kind of things. So just trying to work my way through. And how about you, Jody? You want to give a little intro? Yeah, sure. Well, Paul and I, you, you and I met, I guess, about uh, 20 years ago. <laughs> That's right. Uh, we, met, we met in college. Um, and uh, we're, we're very similar, you know, m- married, kids, suburbs, the whole deal. Um, work, work-wise, work I've worked for a lot of different employers. I actually uh, now have my own business that I have in partnership with uh, with an, an established business on Long Island. Very exciting. Uh, we're going to definitely uh, get that into another podcast. Thank you, thank you. Um, so it's it's a different kind of stress. It's but it's my own stress now, which is good. It's not somebody else's stress, which is nice. Um, and just doing the same thing that Paul talked about, you know, married, wife, two kids, house, mortgage, thinking about college, thinking about braces, thinking about how you pay for this thing and the other thing, and and just working our way through, like Paul said. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. So the, the way this all came together, uh, Jody and I found some common ground with, uh, with personal finance. We, we both found out, coincidentally, that we listened to uh, Dave Ramsey, a uh, very prominent financial figure in the personal finance world. And we figured out that we have a lot of common goals in terms of family and money, right? And, and we always say family over money, right? That's the lead. But, of course, we need money to survive, so we, we kind of push forward with that. Um, so today, I thought we would jump into one of the hot topics um, uh, that, that's always on everyone's mind, middle-class America, and that's the mortgage payoff, right? The big question, uh, to pay it off or not to pay it off, right? That is the question. So um, my current situation with my mortgage is uh, my wife and I paid our mortgage off about a year ago. Um, it's an incredibly freeing feeling, uh, almost too freeing um, in terms of uh, work situation and such. Um, Sometimes I feel I'm a little bit more comfortable than I should be uh, in my job. But overall, I think it's given us a sense of um, confidence and a sense of peace in terms of not having to worry about the mortgage. And God forbid, if I lose my job or something catastrophic happens, um, I'll be able to weather the storm with my wife's income and kind of work our way through. So that's that's my background. So Jody, why don't you want to talk a little bit about your, your mortgage situation at this point? Yeah. Yeah, I think we've we've talked about this you and I, Paul, at length, and I think we have a different uh, 
my family has a different mortgage situation. You know, we're we are still paying the traditional mortgage, the traditional 30 year mortgage. Um, we've had a little bit of a different approach uh, to paying that down, um, more uh, more of a traditional approach. Uh, we got into a situation, I guess it was uh, several years ago, with some unemployment scenarios uh, where we actually had to uh, tap into some retirement money. And this maybe goes off on a different tangent, but tap into retirement money in order to realize some long-term career dreams. Uh, and right now, I, as I said, I'm, I'm running my own business, and my wife is actually um, – uh, a teaching assistant in a school district and at the same time going back to school at night to get a master's degree to then eventually be uh, a, a full-time classroom teacher. Um, and that's a, that's a huge pivot that started for us about two and a half years ago. Um, and so we had to use some money that we had saved up in order to, to make that work and to fund uh, the household budget. So right now we're just paying down the mortgage traditionally um, and as we move through the next, we sort of plot out our, our budget uh, about five years at a time uh, over the long term. And the five-year plan now, we're sort of getting to the end of the next set of the five-year plan, and we're moving into the next uh, uh, transition period. And so now we're figuring out where we go from there. So for now, it's, it's the traditional mortgage pay down. We're not, we're not where you are, Paul. With the uh, with the mortgage paid off, which we should have some like celebration sound effects or like uh, yeah, we effects. should, we should because that's amazing. Well, I thank mean, you, the, thank you. The mortgage payoff is is a huge achievement, and to have done it as early in life that you've done it is really commendable. I appreciate it. It's weird in a way because I, I look back now and I'm thinking, well, did I did I make a mistake by not keeping some of that money on the sidelines for more family trips or for different pieces, you know, and, and sometimes, um, you know, it's something to kind of think about, but at the end of the day, um, I am happy that we've been able to, to, to knock it out, um, and, and get through it, I guess in terms of, uh, not to switch topics, but payment acceleration, do you have a plan in the future to do payment acceleration? That was one of the things we approached it with was, um, we had money on the sidelines, and then at one point, I looked down at the mortgage. I had a, a job issue as well. And I said to myself, you know what? I, I just want to dig into this. And, and I don't want to find myself in this nerve-wracking situation where I have this oversized mortgage. And, and if one of our jobs slips and, and we can't support the, the mortgage payment, I'll be in real trouble. So, you know, we started to accelerate. And, and it started with taking some, some big, big chunks of money that we had on the sidelines for God knows whatever reason, because interest rates on CDs and such were abysmal. And at the end of the day, um, took that money and, and put it into the mortgage rather than investing it into the market. So once we did that, um, I noticed that uh, it became sort of exciting. I found a great spreadsheet on the internet that allowed me to track all of my payments, no matter what extra payment I made. Um, I would put that in and uh, and it would go into the... Uh, into the into the servicer and it was great it was like a game almost every month how much i could put in so if i got a little bonus here and there or a little extra money or a tax return i throw it at the mortgage so and that kind of really accelerated us to to get to that end goal um but do, do you yourself have any plans to accelerate uh payments in the near future uh near future no but i think uh, like i talked about you know the the five-year plan and, and i've got my excel spreadsheet 
and, and sort of look at things over the over the long term, but really in a granular way too, literally in a week to week, paycheck to paycheck kind of way. What money is coming in? What money's going out? Where is the money going? Is it going to savings? Is it going to debt service? Is it going to pay down? Um, I think that speaks to the to the larger issue of where you and I connected uh, uh, back a few years ago, just about you know money philosophy and being really intentional with what you're doing. You can't pay off your mortgage. You can't pay off your credit cards. You can't go on vacation or do anything else. At least I don't think until you become intentional with your money. Um, once you figure out where all that, once you write all that stuff down, and that's one of the main lessons that, that I, I really took from Ramsey was, you know, you got to write all that stuff down. Once you write all that information down, you figure out where your money is going and how you're spending your money, you find enormous gaps in how you're wasting your money. And then you can reallocate that money towards better uses and better defined by you. It doesn't matter. I mean, could be a pair of shoes. If you think that's better, okay, fine, that's better. I would argue you don't need probably don't need another pair of shoes, but you maybe also haven't met my wife yet. Um, <laughs> but but in all in all serious, look, if shoes are her worst problem, I still got to keep her. Uh, <laughs> that's so, awesome. So, but but the, in all seriousness, I think it's it's being intentional with your money. You can't pay down that mortgage until you are you figure out where your money is going and then figure out how you can reallocate it away from things that you don't need and towards things that you do. Uh, and so, um, like I mentioned with, with my wife's career, uh, sort of is, is going to go through, um, through a, a new change in the next couple of years, she's going to be done with her schooling and her student teaching in the next year or so. And so then that's going to trigger a bump in her salary. Uh, from where she is now to where she would be with a with a full time teaching gig, which will be great for us. And at that point, we're going to be able to reevaluate whether we accelerate the pay down on the mortgage, whether we put that money into some house improvements, whether we do other things, whether we throw it into college, whether we try to split it. We'll, we'll figure that out when when we cross that bridge. Um, so uh, but we couldn't do that again, going back to if we're not intentional with our money, we, we wouldn't be able to even have that discussion. Yeah, that, that's a good point, too. And you're both on the same page um, with my wife, with the mortgage pay down. She never thought about paying the mortgage down. She's not really um, personal. Oh, don't get me wrong. Yeah. My wife's not interested in paying down the mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think for a different reason, my my wife was. Go on vacation. No, I, I, I think for me, it was. Um, with our mortgage, um, she didn't quite understand the urgency in paying it off, right? So I don't think it was because she wanted to do other things with the money. I just think that she thought like every other person, like her parents and her parents before her and everyone else has a mortgage until they retire. And once they retire, they either sell and move somewhere where it's cheaper and they recoup some of the money from, from the sale. But I don't think she saw the urgency that I did, um, and well, maybe that's, that's... The trap, right? That's the that's the societal trap. Like you don't do things differently than the people who came before you, and that's the surefire way to never make any of your own progress. You've got to do the right thing for you. You've got to figure out what's good for you, and and so good for you, Paul, to sort of bring this new piece of thinking into the conversation, and then to do what you guys have done together. No, no, yes, and I, I agree. I think for us, uh, I wouldn't change it. I don't think she would change it now. We both see, you know, a little bit of money extra in the bank accounts now, and they grow over time. We don't have to pay that big payment every month. If we want to buy a splurge item, 
um, at this point, she's she's okay with it. Um, you know, so I think it it all kind of comes to to uh, like you said, personal finance, very personal. We tailored the the plan to us, and we're and we're you know moving forward on it. Um, you know, one of the other things uh, about paying off the mortgage is around what the accountants say, right? So I have a bunch of accountant friends that look at me and they shake their heads, and we have a mutual friend that really shakes his head at, at me when I talk about this, um, where he would rather take that money and not have it in the house, right? He would rather put it in the stock market, and quite frankly, he does really well in the stock market, but I think that's something that is an anomaly. I don't think everybody has that type of luck that he has uh, or, or, or skill to invest, uh, but what but are your thoughts? He's a finance guy. He's a finance guy, right? Tr- I mean, yeah, his, through and through. That's his expertise. That's it, and that's his expertise. Yeah, that's he lives right. And breathes that stuff. Yep, absolutely. That ninety percent of the ninety nine percent of the rest of the world doesn't. So he understands that he can, he can get very granular with that stuff. And if that's your inclination to do that, hey, that's great. If it works for you, that's terrific. Yep. Um, but you know, it's it, it, finance is not one size fits all. Um, when you get to that level of specificity. Um, I think what is one size fits all is the fewer bills you have to pay every month, the more money you have in your pocket. That, that's, that's, that's what, yeah. It. yeah. That's the core idea. If you're not paying or paying less of any bill, that's money that stays in your pocket or in your savings account or wherever you want to put it towards whatever you want to put it. It's not going to somebody else. It's staying with you. And yeah. that's a good thing. Yep, absolutely. That's that's exactly how I feel. So for me, um, especially with everything going on now, um, with with the tax laws and stuff that have gotten to be um, interesting, where you can only write off a certain amount of uh, tax on your real estate and, and such, it really has become an interesting conversation and um, has had a lot of impact, I think, on people and their thoughts. Uh, I think they're talking about millennials now. There's almost no interest in buying a home. Um, at least that's what, from what I've read, they'd rather rent, uh, given the way things are structured and school debts and 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 uh, tax uh, tax issues and such. But at the end of the day, you know, for us, I'm I'm happy and grateful that I had the opportunity to pay the mortgage off, uh, to be in a position where uh, if something catastrophic happens, I can sort of sit back and think about the situation more rather than having to think about the finances of it, right? And that's what I like about the uh, this as well, and, and and able to also bolster the emergency fund over time. I think that's key. So that's huge. That is so huge. I mean, there are. I mean, I'll give you a perfect example. You know, I, I talked about the the career change that we made a couple of years ago, both of us almost simultaneously. I could not have got my and I and I tapped into retirement savings, and I and I did it knowingly paying that penalty on with early withdrawal from that account. But I looked at it and I made the person, maybe this is a discussion for a different time, but you know, I made the decision that, okay, this, this lump sum of money is going to, is going to last me about a year when I retire. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a lot of money. And so pulling it out now, even at the penalty that I'm going to pay if that actualizes the new business that I want to make for myself, and then if I can turn – and I know I can turn that business in the long haul. I just need this startup cash. That is a better investment than waiting until 65 to withdraw this money that's going to last me 18 months. Yep. 
Absolutely. So You're... I went. So I went and I did that. But I couldn't do that again if I hadn't written it down. If I didn't know what was going on. If I didn't figure. And I didn't figure out how long that money was going to last me. Right. If I just pulled it out, and I said, "Oh, I'll just spend it," you know, as I need to spend it. I was like, "No, I'm going to spend this much every month, and it's going to last me 12 months, and then." That gives me 12 months to get to the point where my business is making this much, and then the business becomes self-sufficient. I couldn't do that if I hadn't written it down. Yeah, that, so that, I go back to the core idea of being intentional with your money, writing it down, getting a plan, and then executing the plan. Yeah, I think we, we both have the same thought around that. I think the difference that we have is I think what I love about what you're doing is it's, it's at the micro level. I think my planning has been more at the macro level. And what I mean by that is I have a, uh, a family finance spreadsheet. I want to call it a dashboard that kind of takes up the entire width of my uh, iMac, right? I want to see uh, this uh, dashboard. Does it have like pictures and stuff? Because no, I'm a sucker for pictures. No pictures. Guys. No pictures. Oh, I wish it were numbers. that fancy. It's all numbers. Uh, that's my, no, I want to be very Tony Stark about yeah, all my stuff. No, no, it's all it's all very number driven. But the one cool thing about it, it's there's 14 tabs in the family spreadsheet, and the first tab, what I do is I enter all the current values of either my bank accounts, checking accounts, credit card debt, um, anything that's outstanding. I plug into those to that first uh, first tab in the spreadsheet, and then it populates and recalcs the rest of the sheets. So at any given point in time, I know what total net worth is, what our total liabilities are, what the total 529 plans are, um, any piece of information that I could pull up. I also have what-if scenarios in there. What if I had to sell my house now and move to Florida for XYZ reason, right? How much would I get out of the house, right? What would be the, uh, the, 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 the net proceeds, right, after taxes and fees and such? So... I've taken a little bit of a different approach and, and, and run it at this sort of dashboard level where um, at any given point I could say, okay, I have this data, this data, I could see what the projections are. I also keep all my um, information logins and, and, and such, which um, it's on a secure spreadsheet, but um, it's something that I keep everything in one spot. So I'm able to, whether it's my wife's accounts or my accounts, I'm able to see everything through one view. So there's never like, okay, who, what's the kid's social security number or what's the login to get into our life insurance uh, company uh, uh, portal, right? So I have all those things in one, in one sheet. So I know that we're moving back and forth in terms of going through the mortgage and we're touching upon these other topics, which all blend in. And the hope is over time, we'll have other topics that we'll talk about entrepreneurship, life insurance, and there's a ton of topics that we're going to cover over time. Uh, but getting back to the mortgage uh, payoff, one of the things I noticed, and I, I don't, this was something that I know we talked about briefly, was in a weird way, the, the shame of a mortgage paydown. I don't know why I say it that way, um, but it's almost like I don't like to mention it to a lot of people. I, there were key people that when I paid off the mortgage, I wanted to make sure knew, and people like yourself and others that had that same goal. But I think there's a lot of people out there that have this misconception that if you paid off your mortgage, either... Either you got a big inheritance and you just paid it off or, um, you know, oh, now that they don't, why aren't they traveling with us now? Because they don't have a mortgage anywhere, so they should be able to do whatever they want, you know, that type of thing, right? So I'm very sort of mindful of, of where I bring up that topic uh, because I think it's just one of those things that, um, I don't know if shame's the right word, but um, it's just a, a stigma maybe. I'm not sure. I don't know. What, what do you think, uh, 
Jody, am I, am I crazy in thinking this way? I don't know. I mean, I, I think there are people maybe may just be envious of, of you not having that mortgage bill anymore. People may not care. You know? That's true. And, yeah. And, you yeah. know, I mean, and, and going, going back to the whole, you know, uh, the, well, this is the way we've always done it kind of philosophy. You know, why don't you have a mortgage? Everybody else has a mortgage. Why don't you have a mortgage? Well, idiot, because I decided <laughs> to get my act together. But I mean, that's maybe idiots too harsh. But yeah, anyway, um, you know, t- I mean, teach their own. You know, I mean, you you and I have a similar philosophy about this. Other people don't. That's okay. Um, I think, and, and I think that's the whole point of this discussion is to sort of share our experience uh, in the hopes that it might inspire other people to either pursue a similar path or at least just look at their own path and say, well, how could I do this better? How can I improve what I'm doing? And that, and that's, again, going back to our original inspiration, listening to that podcast together um, or, or listening to it separately, but, but, but sharing a philosophy there. You know, that, that's the whole point is, 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 is self-evaluation, looking at your own situation and saying, I got to be able to do this better because you wake up every day thinking, well, how can I do this better? How can I, how can I improve? How can I change this to get the thing that I want? And again, whether it's that, whether it's paying off the mortgage or going on vacation or buying a car or buying a pair of shoes, um, how can I get the thing that I want? The getting the thing you want is, is by being intentional with what you're doing, getting a game plan together and then go and do it and getting one that works for you. You know, again, we talked about the one size doesn't necessarily fit all. Um, figuring out what, the best plan is for you and then going and executing that plan to me in, in my way of thinking is your pathway to success well that's great that's great well well jody i thoroughly enjoyed our discussion today and i'm personally looking forward to the next one uh we'll have to figure out what topic uh we'll talk about next um i think we hit on about five new topics in this one <laughs> yeah that's the great part right there's so many different things to talk about in personal finance um in oh, my spreadsheet I want to see this spreadsheet. Yes, I will have to share it with you at some point. I will have to share the spreadsheet. You can redact, you can redact certain numbers. Yeah, I'll have, I'll have to blur out certain pieces, but I will. I could share it with you. So, uh, well, thanks, everyone, for, uh, for those of you that are listening and have downloaded our podcast. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at financialdads at gmail.com. So thanks, Google, uh, for the free email address. Uh, and with that, until next time, be well. And, and thank you very much, and uh, be well.